up, witches? I'm Taylor. And I'm Amber. And this is Waking Waking Up up the Witch. Witch. We're your neighborhood witches, and each week we get together and talk about all things witchy. We're two curious ladies trying to understand the human experience, but while we do that, we think it's important to honor the people that lived here before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by. This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we're always open to feedback on how we can do better. Now, let's go, ghouls. <laughs> Live from New York, it's Saturday night. So, <laughs> Queen. Hey, friend. How you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm, like, feeling really nice and... Just calm after our conversation with our guests. Like, I just feel really in my soul right now, which feels nice It was and so yummy. good. Yeah. I feel jacked up. <laughs> I'm, like, energized. I'm stoked. Mm. This is what I want to be doing. This yeah. is amazing. She was so, so good. good. How was your week? My week was so busy, but, like, really good and just totally in alignment with the future I'm creating. I was able to do a Reiki session for our lovely friend at at our favorite winery. And that was really powerful. Mm -hmm. I think for both of us, it was just really special to help her on such a profound, deep level and to get to know her a little more deeply too and just share that energy together. She brought me this incredible bread from this local bakery in Ashland called Mix. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, it was so delicious. Really, really good bread. Then it was election day and I fucking yeah. voted and we got the governor that we wanted. Mm-hmm. So that felt good. And we then, still have rights. <laughs> yes. Most important, that was like the first thing. I was like, cool, my body's safe. <laughs> Thank fucking God. Yep. And then I also had my body code session this week, which we'll talk a lot more about. But it's mm-hmm. basically about like releasing trapped emotions in our bodies that could be creating imbalances physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. It's kind of my little self-care therapy that I do once a month with this amazing practitioner out that, out of Colorado. That just felt so fucking good. I was feeling really nice and jazzed. Um, we recorded twice this week mm-hmm. <laughs> because of our just getting used to our new setup and our new, new, space. new space. That was our first recording here. And then my favorite day was probably Saturday. It was fun as fuck. It was such a good day. Like you and I came here and... I got to do a Reiki session for you, and I just, as we are getting started, like, was hit with such intense emotions, and, like, I was like, I'm going to fucking cry right now. Like, I couldn't even really explain where it was coming from, and you just knew, like, right away, and you're like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you're here, you're doing this, where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be doing in this space. Like, you've worked so hard to get here, and now... You're doing it. And I was like, yes, those are the words that like I couldn't figure out what I was feeling. But I was just like, I am right here in this space on Main Street. (laughs) Like about to do Reiki for someone who I love a lot. And it was just a beautiful, chill session. Like felt fucking great to do that. 
blasted wide open. Yeah, we did so a lot of work for you that my day. first session with you. It was really good. And then we All went All the chakras to- are just <laughs> popping. Then I taught you how to channel or like, I mean, you already know how to channel. You're already fucking doing it all the time. But I taught you how to be intentional about it mm-hmm. and connect with just Understand the magic of other energies. And mm-hmm. that was really special to be able to like share those gifts with you and show you how to do it. And I don't know. This week was fucking incredible. Busy, but wonderful. How was yours? Amazing. Probably same, same. Uh, we recorded twice. We spent so much time together this week. That was nice. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you'll hear in the last episode, I've like had a lot of cancellations, like almost $2,000 worth of cancellations yeah, last week, but my hands were super fucked up from my eczema. It was, it, it was how it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Even though it's frustrating, it's fine and whatever. So we did get to spend a lot of time together. I think I saw you like almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I took this opportunity to just, I stayed at work one of the days and um, I changed all my booking stuff. I worked on my website. I transferred all my contacts over. I got a new work phone number. I did so much stuff that I needed to do. It was all good. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's hard to get all of that admin y shit done when you are seeing people all the time. So. Yeah, and like a lot of these things. I probably have needed to do for a while, but I w- I had I wasn't set on them, but I'm just fed up in the moment. And I'm like, yeah. fuck it, we're changing everything. <laughs> I don't care. You are like in your Scorpio season so hard right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like burnt shit down and rebuilding it, and it's just gonna get better. Yeah, I'm like, what's next, Sag? Mm-hmm. Which is like about? adventurous and magical, and just like very on the fly, like. Uh, what's it called? Um, spontaneous, very spontaneous, okay. very spiritual, very like let's go play in the woods last minute. Understanding <laughs> all of the signs and like all of the what they what their characteristics are helps me understand what's going on with myself a little bit more and see patterns totally back through. Um, it's also going to be a, it's a fiery sign, Sagittarius, so it's going to be, like, really. A get shit done. Yeah. It's that wands energy, like Danielle had said, like, the go take action, go get shit done, make shit happen, which makes sense around the holidays. It's, like, fucking speed, yeah. like, yeah. light years through that time. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm ready. Yeah. So, you did a I bunch love, of business I shit. love Scorpios, and I love Scorpio season. It's not an easy no. time, but it's necessary. So then we, I was like, we need to book a Reiki session. I don't know when we're going to be able to do this. And she Mm -hmm. was like, let's do it Saturday. And we did it. And it was so much different than my first session, which was a couple months ago. Yeah, it wasn't as intense or like chaotic feeling. Like it was much more grounded. I was still feeling super heavy Mm -hmm. and chaotic a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. That's like when I... I don't know, started having, like, all this anxiety, and then, yeah. like, the thing with women's rights was happening, yeah. and I'd convinced myself the world was ending, yeah. and there was no point in, like, anything, and that may have changed from just doing work with you, and going on this bigger journey myself. I also got medicated, so... Yeah. <laughs> that could be... Helps. Like, I think that they Balance. go hand in hand. Totally. I think all this spiritual work... I've been against medication always. 
I'm not anymore. Um, it can really help. Like, if you are someone who needs to be medicated, it could be absolutely life-changing for you. Yeah, it, it's given me – everything's not so fucking life or death anymore. Mm, it's mm-hmm. not so, like, end-of-the-world feeling when something happens. It's just, like, easier to get through. And whatever I'm on, like, I don't feel numbed in any way. I almost feel heightened because yeah. I'm not distracted by anxiety. Which fucking amazing. Yeah, if Hell you yeah. need to get if you need to dig yourself out of a hole and you might need medication, we are pro Yes. We are We're pro uh, we take like, care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with Eastern medicine, Western spirituality. It's need we I need think balance. balance. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm pro like a little bit of this and a little bit of that and finding out what works for you as an individual, which can be such a journey and mm-hmm. not always easy, but taking care of yourself is really what it's well, about. Well, now that I'm medicated, I'm able to pull myself out of bed to do the self-care exactly. things that keep me balanced when before I wasn't. Like, yeah. I have missed weeks of work before because not weeks at a time, but, like, a week here and there because I just can't. Yeah. I can't make myself do it. I'm, like... I could look at my books and be like, this is a $4,000 week and be like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I need to just cocoon. And I haven't had that in months. And what so. A good feeling. Hell yeah, meds. Hell yeah. And just growth and everything in general. Uh, but yeah, so my Reiki was fucking great. I feel a lot more in tuned. I feel um, more open just in general. Um, listening to myself on the podcast just mm. from where we started and to now, like it's this is week seven. Yeah. So much change. Already so he so much healing between us Can and you so imagine much growth. A year from now. I know. I like I like have these like butterflies in my body. Like I I feel turned on. you know, to be honest, is like that turn on feeling like excitement and like we're I feel totally different. I feel so much more empowered. Like stepped into and your And so power. much more confident. And like, Same. of course, I still have these moments where I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like, but when I listen to myself, I don't ever think that. And I also don't know that I'm afraid of anything now. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel much more brave. And the amount of t- like anxiety and terror that I had to actually put myself out there and then to realize, oh, nothing yeah. happened. <laughs> Oh, like nothing. We're more oh, alive than we were eight weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I didn't die. I'm no. still here and doing I think thriving. That's, that's the biggest thing is like fear. Like we don't do the thing because of fear. And yeah, ask you have yourself, to, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, and, and you have like, to do the thing. Oh, in I shit my pants in front of people. <laughs> okay, that might be a bad one. <laughs> But you'll recover and you'll still live and you'll be fine. You'll have a funny story. Yeah, you will have a funny story. Absolutely. I just feel blessed to be doing this in another week. And, like, it really makes me feel alive connecting with somebody else. I was – okay, well, hold on. I'm going to tell you a little story. (laughs) Story time. Uh, We went to the male (laughs) strip show on Saturday. It was practically like a Chippendales it was fucking hilarious. It was called Girls Night Out. Yep. It was so funny. I don't know that it's supposed to be funny, but I thought the it was hilarious. The people watching. Top notch. I mean, we didn't totally know what we were getting into. 
like we kind of had an idea a little bit. Like we knew we were going to go do some, there was going to be some men. If your mom men. was there, no, she probably had her face humped by a guy's underwear. Um, your mother-in-law's and best friend's male lady was there. Oh, oh. that is not my mother-in-law's male lady. My mother-in-law said, I hate that lady. Oh. I didn't know that was your male lady. Oh, and I, was I thought like, it was her male what lady. What did the too? male lady do to you? <laughs> Like, and she was like, mm, getting down with the these men. It was <laughs> insane. We just watched. and My jaw was like on the floor half same, the time. Same. <laughs> so, but it's also an art. They're like, coming good, back. Good for those guys. And like being, like I just think that's, it's so wonderful that they get to go and just like be their sexy selves and make these women. Men are not that. Sexy. No, I agree. But women I feel are like just so beautiful and men are just so, so manly. True. But <laughs> all these like, women were just like, I'm out for a good it. time. Like they fucking were having the time of their life. They were all getting to be like their raunchy, sexy selves, you know, and just like own it with their friends. And I, I was like just totally enveloped in the the people watching and amazing. watching the friends be like all horny with each other (laughs) (laughs) it it just brought me joy honestly it was like thank god these guys exist because these women want this experience there was like this 72 year old lady and i was like oh my god i'll buy you a dance like whatever (laughs) and i was scrounging up the money and it was like 20 bucks or something and i had 15 and i looked at somebody else was like hey you want to throw five dollars down to get this lady a dance and the old lady looks at me and goes what are you broke (laughs) i love your energy ma'am i'm about to buy you a fucking dance (laughs) like that's who i want to be when i'm older she's just this like all put together like she's nice looking old lady what she got real drunk at the end of the night she was like coming up to me talking to me i don't even know what she was saying but she was saying some shit and i was like this woman is just friends with everyone and she just got Fucking humped on stage in front of everybody. And then we, Amber went home and we went to a second bar after and the guy was like, it's $5 to get in. And we said, no. (laughs) And he was like, what? And we're like, we're not doing that. And we just walked in. (laughs) He was like, okay. And just let us in. Amazing. <laughs> I think it's because everybody there was like in their early 20s and they just were like, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> and you then, totally got Allison into the mail review, no problem. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> They'll be back in February at the Sound Lounge and we're going. <laughs> Sound Lounge is a much better venue. Um, and then yesterday I did that thing where I tried to microdose mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I have Whoops. no no scale for any of this when I'm doing it. And uh, Curtis and I ate a little bit of this chocolate and went to tap and vine and we're sitting there. And I was like, at one point I was like, you know, I almost started crying. I was like, I'm just really grateful to have Amber in my life. I feel like my whole entire life has completely changed since (laughs) I met you. And like, then I started talking about this energy work and Kurt looked at me and he was like, (laughs) thought that I was like putting a spell on him because he had forgotten that he ate the mushrooms. And all of a sudden he's like, fuck, I forgot I ate those mushrooms. I thought you were doing some energy shit to me. And then I started feeling really high, and then we just giggled for, like, a while. And it was really fun. And then we went home and watched Prey, which is the new... Oh, um, like the Predator? Yes. Yeah. I heard it, that was With really all good. the Native American cast. 
so good. Yeah, I heard that was really good. I also there's like a dog in there that's like the best dog actor it was ever. Right? So cute. I haven't seen it. I just heard another podcast talk about whatever. It. The whole thing is amazing. <laughs> and uh, here I am today. I might have you cut this part if it doesn't yeah. go as planned. But um, I went and looked at a salon space. <laughs> And it was perfect. It was perfect, perfect, perfect. It's everything that I've been looking for for two years. Yeah, like, I really hope hard. that it works out. So, putting it out there, my feeling cute, my delete later. <laughs> Adore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, our guest, we just talk Ayurveda. And we broke that down in a really fucking awesome way. Yeah. I love that. Her Digestible. story was just, I mean, obviously it's different from mine, but it's the exact same. Like, yeah, I think that's what I love so much about the story, how we connect with people and get to hear their story. One, it just like, it feels good to be able to share. I think yeah. like as humans, we want to share and we want to be heard. We want to be seen. I love that we get to give people the space to share their stories and then, ourselves and everyone who does eventually listen gets to see a little piece of themselves and others it just I feel like we're really bringing together this deeper human connection that's what it feels like to me I mean I've this was my first time meeting Adrian and she is such a beautiful soul and her story is totally relatable and she's such a good storyteller and I feel really grateful that we get to like have this platform to be able to do that storytelling and then also learn like a lot about the magical amazingness of the world that we get to exist in as mm-hmm. humans. I love it. Well, and it's like every, I think I've said this before, but everybody thinks that like to be spiritual, you have to just be jolted out of your sleep one night totally. and then like blasted off into the astral <laughs> realm. And then you're just fucking woke. And that's not that's it. Not how it works. It's like, trauma and healing and self-care and listening to yourself and your body and others and just like it's work it's a lot of work yeah and maybe there are a couple people Eckhart Tolle whatever you get just like (laughs) sucked out of your body while you're at a park and that's just not anyone but I bet if we got to hear his waking up story there's a lot more to it that's not what he said in his book. <laughs> well, his first thing is like, I'd never cared about anything. And I was just sitting at the park. And then I had this like spiritual, crazy awakening. All right. Well, it probably happens for some people. And, yeah. That's, <laughs> but it's not the norm. And so the storytelling part is just really, really special. Yeah. I love it so much. And she really helped us to understand. Ayurveda and herbalism and nutrition, nutrition on such a unique level. Like, yeah. oh, I'm so excited. I, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it. It's just. And we'll talk to other people too more about nutrition because I feel like that's And herbs, like all, this topic everything. can go so deep. Same with astrology. Like that's what's so beautiful is we just get to connect with each individual and see how they are unique and special and magical in their own way. We all are magical, special people, and we all have something very important to offer others. So I want you to think about that for yourself. You may be a dog walker. 
and may not think that you are like you have anything special to offer but i guarantee there's something special and different about you why people want to hire you or whatever i don't want to walk any dogs yeah (laughs) well i mean we all are so unique like even if we can relate to others or we have the same profession like for you you're an incredible hairstylist but you literally are fucking special and unique and have yeah. something different to offer people that other people don't well, and what you have to say like, is different and how your energy is and how people are going to connect to you is different and so even if you think like I'm doing the same fucking thing that Joe Schmo is doing no even if you have similarities you yourself are a unique human being who has something magical to offer the world. So fucking do it. Yeah. Make shit happen because we need you. You're important. Um, also, I channeled. <laughs> yeah. I did it. You fucking did it. I connected and I channeled and it feels like you're making it up. Yeah. Um, but then you say something that nobody else knows to someone and then it's validation that you're not making it up. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Side note. You did so good. Okay. That was so (laughs) special to share that with you. Anyways, we had such a good time talking to Adrian and Obsessed. We're we're so excited. Yeah. She texted me after and said thanks. I needed the confidence. Yes. I'm I'm totally obsessed with her. Can't wait to chat with her more and get to know her better and just soak up the magic that she has to offer. So we hope that you all love and enjoy this episode as well. It was awesome. Enjoy. Enjoy. (laughs) Welcome to this week's episode. As always, we're just going to start with calling in our guides and starting with some grounding breaths. So if you feel called to, close your eyes. And just sit comfortably for a moment. And let's start by taking three deep breaths together to connect our energy. Breathing in. And release. And one more breath in. And release. And the third breath in. And release. I'd like to call in our higher selves, our guides and ancestors, any angels that wish to be here with us today for this beautiful episode with our lovely guest. Thank you for bringing all of us together to share in this opportunity to heal a little deeper, learn a little bit more, and just share in our human experience together. Please allow for whatever is needed to come through today for the highest good and the highest light for all involved across all timelines. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey. hey. Hi, girl. <laughs> <laughs> <What's up? laughs> Who are you? 
Oh, so, uh, so many things, right? Um, first off, my <laughs> name, name is... what you do. Okay. <laughs> um, my name is Adrian, <laughs> and <laughs> I am somebody who, I do a lot. There's a lot of things, a lot of ways I you can do. describe myself, but the main things, I am an herbalist, I am a nutrition consultant, a studier of Ayurveda and all things elemental, as well as a holistic chef slash mm. currently the head chef of a restaurant in Ashland, which is its whole own other learning venture that I'm currently on. Yay. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> What's the restaurant? We have a lot of local listeners. Totally. Um, it's called Hither and it is a farm to table brunch restaurant. And I manage the back of house mm-hmm. and I'm head chef there. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I have a lot of creative freedom there and I do a lot of like pastry and stuff. And so I mm-hmm. get to be really creative, which is really cool. And I'm learning about a, a lot about, um, you know, what it takes to be able to run a restaurant and, it's really cool because that's something that's like been on my bucket list for a long time. And so I've really looked at this job as, yeah, as like as a learning opportunity, you know? And yeah, I've been self-employed for so long. And so it's also been Mm -hmm. like a big shift for me. But yeah, I've, I've been really enjoying it. And it's just another, another learning, another. another Yeah, that's a much different um, responsibility. Right. Working for yourself for the last 10 years. And now yeah, totally. I didn't know you were yeah, doing I mean, that. Congratulations. Yeah, I know. It's been a while since we've chatted. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking at it like an apprenticeship, you know? Um, okay. Because, yeah, it has been a big shift, but awesome. it's cool. Would you start us off by telling us about your waking up story, spirituality, and how that kind of came about, and then what brought you to where you are today? Uh-huh. Totally. So I've been thinking about this a lot, and I have, like, so – so many stories. <laughs> um, we want but, to hear and all I also, of them. <laughs> yay! And I've also like noticed. I listened to some other episodes and uh, noticed like some similarities. Like I too was raised Catholic, mm-hmm. and um, wow, you know, never really bought it. Honestly, like I they, like <laughs> yes. even from like a young age, I was never like, oh yeah, like God, you know, I don't know. And that so I had sense. like some. <laughs> <laughs> so I had like somewhat of an aversion to it, you know, for like a really long time until I like tapped into what that means to me and like found out even like, yeah, what to believe in as far as like a guide like that. But yeah, I think from a really young age, I've felt very in tune to a lot of things. And it wasn't until later in my life that those things were actually like validated for me where I was like mm-hmm. told like, yeah, this is what was happening, you know? And now I'm like, okay, it makes so much sense. Like why these things, like so many things that used to like scare me too. I, before I realized like what was actually going on. Like what? So, so this is also something that I've heard from other people have that have been on here is like the whole connection to the other realm. I Mm -hmm. grew up in a house that was haunted. um, And I found out later in my life that like, (laughs) 
yes, I know. <laughs> that this guy, this guy, his name is Earl, also just to make it like even more creepy. Um, but mm-hmm. he <laughs> died in the house before my parents bought the house. And when I was like super, super young, I was like so scared of this like feeling, right? And I had no idea what it was. Um and I had like some mm. encounters in that house. One of the main ones when I was like, I think like 12 years old, I moved into the basement. I wanted to be independent. I had like my room was like across the street or across the road from my road hallway, whatever, from my parents' house. All gro- or my parents. <laughs> it feels wow. like that. When you're 12, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Um, the hallway from my parents um, all growing up. And so moving downstairs was like a big thing for me. And I had my own bathroom and whatever. And I always remember it being like freezing cold down there. Like we had central mm-hmm. heat. There's no reason for it to be that. Not basement cold, cold like creepy cold. <laughs> oh, so yeah, totally. Because it was like finished and stuff too. But mm-hmm. regardless, so I moved into that room and I remember it was like I want to say it was like the first night I stayed down there or at least one of the first couple nights that I stayed down there. I remember like laying in my bed and I had so many blankets on top of me, like one to feel safe, right? And then like two to warm because it was so dang cold. And I remember like sleeping with like these blankets super thick over me and I get like, boom, like woken up, like jolted awake, right? And I like Mm. open my eyes super fast and there's this like white, wispy, smoky hand that is like reaching over my blankets and grabs the top of my blankets. And I jump out of bed like so freaking fast and I like flip on my light and I remember jumping up onto my bed and I like go like this, like waving my hand to see if it was like a spider web, like if like a spider had come down, Mm -hmm. something, nothing is there, right? And Ugh, I, I was just I was so, like, yeah, so creepy, like literally. <laughs> and like, and I have no idea what's going on, right? This is like before, this is before any of this stuff has even been like shown to me. Cause I also didn't grow up in a family that like anything like that was ever like talked about. Like, and I didn't have anybody mm. to talk to about it too. So I think this was something mm. that I like kept to myself for a really, really long time. And Okay, so that happens. And I think that same year, I, my parents, I think I was actually 10 when that happened because I think this also happened when I was 10. Um, My parents told me not to watch The Sixth Sense. They were like, don't watch it. It's way too scary. And I, of course, being the little rebel that I am, learned my lesson. I watch it by myself in that freaking basement alone at like midnight. And I was so scared. Like, I was like, holy shit. Like, this, like, this is what's happening. This is what I feel. Like, this is why my freaking Mm. bathroom is so cold. Like, and it, it scared me so much. And again, also something that I didn't ever feel comfortable telling anybody about. And I ended up like sleeping in my mom's bed for like a month. And I was like 10, you know? So I was like a big kid. And my parents were like, terrified that something like horrible had happened to me because I was so scared but I was also didn't feel comfortable telling them what I had done or what what I was feeling mm-hmm. um and eventually you know after about a month I told them that I watched the movie and I was terrified um which I think was like a relief for them 
But um, yeah, I think yeah. that was that was like one of the first times that I was like, huh, like, is that what this is? Wow. So that was that that was a big thing. And again, like this is also still this is me like in my youth still just like questioning, like still not validated, still not sure. This is um, all in Washington. Yeah, this is in Spokane. And to this day, my mom still lives in that house. And like, I had another oh, encounter with God. that with that entity when I was up there a couple years ago. And I was in the basement. And I was, you know, I was watching Maya, my niece. She was like taking a nap upstairs. Mm-hmm. I was on FaceTime with my ex. And I'm sitting there in my old bedroom, sitting on the bed. And I feel the same thing and see the same thing, this really cold pressure, smoky, right over me. And it's like, oh my God, I'm giving myself chills. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> Um Yeah, so like this same like cold, smoky, wispy, cold pressure. And um I'm on the I'm on FaceTime with him and I was like, did you see that? Like, <laughs> did you see what just happened? Um and I don't it? think he did. No. Wow. Um but like fully, you know, believes me and I think for me too, I'm like, dang, Earl, I'm like, you're trapped, dude. Like, how long have you been there? Mm -hmm. And I've thought about taking it upon myself to try and like release him. And I just never have. I mean, I don't live there, you know, but I, I I feel for him now that I like understand the Mm -hmm. spiritual realm a little bit more. I feel for the dude. He's stuck, you know? Um, I mean, you don't necessarily have to be in the house to, do that work. Yeah. You can do it from where you're Yeah, right I now. guess that's true. I guess that's true. If you felt called to. The question is, is Interesting. Is How did he die? Do you know? You. Um, I don't right. remember. <laughs> like, we looked up the Yeah, no, we looked up the obituary because I like <laughs> like a couple years ago I, I talked to my mom about it and I'm like, "What, you know, like what the heck?" And also, my niece, who is also a Pisces, has been really afraid um of going in the basement she's had these like weird feelings herself and i think she's also just like innately mm. in tune to those kind of realms um but oh, yeah I'm oh sure. yeah we looked up the obituary he died in the house i think of like an old age or what? some sort of natural cause it wasn't mm. like tragic necessarily but so there's that that's part of it for sure <laughs> you still see spirits or was that the only person in time um, I had another really intense, pretty scary also, um, encounter with another ex-boyfriend of mine at this old, uh, like bed and breakfast in Humboldt County. And this was something that was like so intense when I experienced it. And I had told the story so many times that literally a couple years ago I had to call him and I was like, tell me what happened in that bed and breakfast. Like, just tell me, like, from your perspective. Validate. <laughs> because I was literally like, am I fucking making this up? Like, because it it seems – it is, like, so intense. And it was very real. And it fully happened. And it's funny because when he tells me the story, he's the hero in it, of course. Even though I was the one who was like, we can't stay here. Like, this is whatever. Um, and, of course, he's the one in the story, which is just very funny to me. Um, what happened but, there? So – him and I, we, we were driving. We love them. 
So we were driving through Humble and we stopped on the beach and we were like watching the sunset and we ended up falling asleep in the car. And we got woken up by the cops at like midnight or something and they're like, y'all can't stay here. You got to go. And we had been like driving up the coast. So like we weren't close to like any um, like main city or anything like that. And so we're like, cool, like we got to find some place to stay. So we're like on this back road and literally like out of a movie, swear to God, there's this bed and breakfast old Victorian house up on this hill. Start <laughs> of a horror film. <laughs> yeah. Straight up, like, no wonder why I was terrified because, again, this is something that's really innate for me, but it's taken me a long time to understand it and embrace it also. Trust it. Anyway. Yeah. Trust it, yeah. And that's taken some years of growth and practice and experience and whatever. So we find this spot, Right. I'm instantly already creeped out. Like, I'm not going to lie. We walk in there and it's like, like, like old black and white vintage pictures all up and down the walls. Like, it's like there's old furniture in there. Um, She shows us this downstairs room and it's like right to the right when you walk in. Also, this lady is like short haired, big dragon tattoo, like kind of like motorbike chick, like super badass. And it's really interesting to see her in this like super like antiquey, like old dead people freaking like covered. <laughs> it just like didn't quite make sense. And so she shows us this room off to the right. I mean, like metal, wrought iron, creepy bed, old quilt, mm-hmm. like rocking chair in the corner. Like probably had a smell just to it. Super, it had a smell. It was like dusty. It was just <laughs> super spooky, right? And so I like I like look at that room and I'm just like, the fuck no, dude. Like, no, instantly I have this hit that like, I don't want to stay in there. And she says she has another room upstairs. We didn't look at it, but it was like 50 more dollars a night. And so he was just like, we'll take it. He's also just like a yes man, always. Like, I'm I'm just like, (laughs) right? So we go outside um, and we're like, okay, we'll get our stuff. And so we're sitting in the front seat of the car. I'm sitting in the driver's seat and I have the keys in my lap. And we're smoking weed, of course. Let's just open the fucking portal, you know? Um, So we're sitting there. (laughs) We're smoking and we're just talking. And I was like telling him like, man, I'm I'm a little creeped out, you know? Like it's kind of, it's kind of freaky in there. And then as we're talking, the like headlight or whatever, the overhead lights, right? They flicker, right, left, right, left, right, left. Mm -hmm. And I like look down and the keys are in my lap and the radio is like, like totally like a fucking power surge and I look at him and I'm like fuck no dude no absolutely not like I grab his leg and I'm like are you serious like is this real and he's like we have to stay I was like I'm not staying here like I'm scared and he was like we have to stay we already told her yes like no 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 like of course and fully in his like style too and I'm just like okay but I'm not staying in that downstairs room I'm like we have to stay in the other room like there's no way And so, you know, he's like, fine, okay, we go in there. We're like, okay, we want the other room. So we go upstairs. I turn, I, which maybe have pissed people off. I'm not even really sure, but I like turn all the pictures down, you know, (laughs) like the pictures that are on the dressers. And there's a, um, there's like a little wood stove in there. And I'm like, we got to get the fire going. We got to like, you know, so we like, we put it, we build a fire in the wood stove. I turn the pictures down. I don't know if this is any relativity at all, but there's like a really giant cat that jumps up and like scares me in the window, just shows up. And I, it was just, 
And I remember like going to bed that night with like blankets over my head, just like, no, like, let's just get this over with, right? Make it through the night, no other encounters. Um, And then the next morning, it's a bed and breakfast. So of course, we're also the only ones staying there, by the way. Um, And so we're sitting down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're sitting down to breakfast with this lady. Delicious. Also, this bread pudding, like in a wine glass. Who does that? I don't know. <laughs> You're like, um, you didn't take and that I into was like, <laughs> right? I know that is kind of Heather style. Um, but yeah, so I'm just like, I have to tell you what happened last night, you know? And I tell her what happened, and she was like, you guys, and she like gets gets chills, you know? And she was like, I have to tell you. And she was like, my husband died in this house a couple months ago. This is his family's home. All of the pictures are like yeah. his ancestors. And this this bed and breakfast, this home mm-hmm. has been passed down through all these generations. And she is like taking care of it now after he passed. And she was like, you guys must have some kind of crazy energy. The o- There's only been one other person who's told me that they've had an encounter in here. And she was like, it was in that downstairs room. And I oh. was just looked at him and I was like, I – knew it (laughs) like I knew it right so yeah so when he tells me the story he's like oh yeah and I was like that downstairs room was so haunted and like we couldn't go in there I'm like no 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 (laughs) yeah um but I mean it it, it happened and yeah it was that was crazy I mean that that was really intense I haven't had anything like that I've had like you know, like feelings of being spooked or like I can tell that there's some presence around. But that was like the biggest mm-hmm. like like show in a way of a spirit showing yeah, themselves. Yeah. That was real. I mean that um, light surge like just sounds yeah, so right. intense. We were like in- Am I too high or is this actually <laughs> happening? <Mm-mm. laughs> like this no, is not a that's why no. Vehicle. <laughs> no. I like look at the keys. I look at him. I look at the keys. I'm like, fuck, man. Like that. Like and like those are the things. It's like that stuff. Like people don't believe that shit actually happens. And I don't know if I would if I hadn't experienced it myself. Um, it's yeah. weird. I mean, that's because why. Right before you were telling that story, the the light outside kept going on and off. It's like the street yeah, no light way. was like on, off, on, off. No and way. I looked at her and was like, "Do you yeah. see?" <laughs> that happened the other day, and I thought it was, like, some sort of haunting thing going on here, but I think that's just what happens when it's, it's getting dark, to get dark, and it's, they start it's just the timing of that yeah, was a little was weird. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, adding to the creep factor. Are you somebody yeah. that, like, now that you're older, are you channeling, or, like, what are you doing with spirits, and, like, how have you kind of come into your power about that? <laughs> I think it's something that I more like acknowledge. I don't I don't necessarily like mm-hmm. play with things like that. Like I've never done a Ouija board or like anything like that. I don't really think it's something <laughs> to fuck around with and I don't Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't pull things – I don't intentionally pull things in, you know? Like if I feel like there mm-hmm. is something, I am like like hello, I feel you. Like uh, you know, like you can trust me, like whatever, like create like a safe dynamic. Um, yeah. But I don't think it's something to mess around with. And I don't think a lot of those things want to be necessarily like pulled in, you know. Um, my grandpa yeah. just passed away like a month and a half ago or something. Sorry. And it's okay. Um, and 
I totally like felt him, you know, in my house about like a week later. And it was the same thing where I was just like, you know, like, hi, like, you're okay to go. You know, Mm -hmm. like, told him that I loved him and just like, you know, like, let that pass. And I think that's really important too. And I wonder about these spirits that are like stuck here is like, who of their loved ones or like, what is unfinished Mm -hmm. for them here? What do they still need to work through? Or who of their loved ones like has not been able to let them go? And I think that's like Mm. so important. And this is something Yeah, like, that's the big mystery, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, so the way that all of this was like very validated for me, if you'd like to hear that story. Um yes. my Ayurvedic teacher, incredible woman. I'm sure Taylor, I've talked to you about her. I'm like, she says, like the all-knowing she, she is literally like <laughs> such a f- but like seriously, like I will like talk to, I'll be like, well, she says, and it's like people know who I'm fucking talking about. Um, cause she's such a like strong, powerful person in my life. Somebody who is like so inspiring to me. I went to the Diana Center in Sebastopol. That's where I studied Ayurveda. And this woman is incredible. Like, I don't know if she would actually feel comfortable with somebody calling her a psychic because I don't think she, I don't know if she calls herself mm-hmm. a psychic, mm-hmm. but homegirl is psychic. Like, I have seen her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tell so many, like, so many stories. She does, um, she does so much. And I've seen her, like, blow so many people's minds. Um, one of the days that we were in class, so she does a pulse reading where she puts her hands on both wrists and she uses the rhythm of your pulse to hone in on like of the qualities of your doja, right? So if if you know anything mm. about Ayurveda, it's ruled by Vata Pitta Kapha and the way that she does it, there's all these qualities to Vata Pitta Kapha. So you're not just like Vata Pitta, you're a, me personally, I'm a Vata Cold Pitta Hot walking contradiction. I'm like, of course I am. Like that makes so much sense. Um, so yeah, so there's seven, so there's seven qualities per doja anyway. So while she's doing that, she mm-hmm. has to like get like super deep and she is reading all of our pulses. Literally there's like 30 women in my class and one after the other, I'm watching her like pull all of these things out of these people's like past and their stories that she knows nothing about. So whoa. She's like sitting there on somebody's wrist. She also like coughs when she has like a vision sometimes and you can like see her. Mm -hmm. Um, And when she gets on my pulse, I have this recorded somewhere and it's so trippy, Um, but she gets on my pulse Mm -hmm. and the first thing she says is, did you grow up in a cold house? And I was just like, lady, (gasps) yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was freezing. I'm like, why? Like, what does it mean? Right? Um. So that's the first thing she asked me. And then she asked if I have any touches with the other realm. And I was like, yeah, like I've always felt like that, you know? And she um, she also asked me about my birth story then too. And we kind of came to the conclusion like through my birth story why potentially I have all these like sensitivities and clairvoyance. Um, so – when I was born, I had the cord wrapped around my neck three times and I was like cut off of, from oxygen. Oh. Literally my head was like dark purplish black. Like the pictures of me coming out of my mom, I have Whoa. like a fully purple head. Um, and I, you know, my heart rate went really down. I was first of all born very cold um, with no circulation and 
I like my heart rate went down, almost stopped breathing. And so like they had to, you know, bring me back to life or like revive me really. And so she says like with that, um, it's given me yeah, this cold quality, um, like circu- I still struggle with like poor circulation. Mm-hmm. And I also, she says I was like touching both realms. So like not only also am I like a Pisces, Ooh, but I I've so been, I've been touching both sides. So when I like coming into this, coming into this realm from the other realm, I was touching both sides. And so I just have this sensitivity. I'm like, do you want me to tell you if you have a yeah. ghost in your house? Because I will. <laughs> um, but <laughs> wow. So, so that, and so like, you know, like as we're sitting there talking, she's asking me a lot of questions about stuff like that. And she was just like, yeah, like you have this like innate, like, I don't know, capacity to feel that and to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was incredibly validating for me because I have mm-hmm. like always been like, am I psychic? Like, am I this? Like, am I that? Like, what mm-hmm. is it? Um, and yeah, so that was How really long cool. ago was that? That was like probably five years ago. Wow. Ugh, I've never heard that story. That's incredible. <laughs> and so wild. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot that you did the Ayurveda thing. I definitely want to talk about that. If you do, you want to share like how all that and your childhood brought you into because you do do so many like beautiful healing services and like you are a very spiritual person. Do you want to kind of get into how that brought you to where you are and like how it's got you to dabble into all the things that you're interested in? Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, all that stuff, right, through my youth was like happening, which it just like was a catalyst for a lot of um, these things. But when, I mean, I had a pretty like gnarly childhood. And I think that is also potentially why with this whole like Catholicism thing and God and whatever, which is I think a big part that like made me not really believe this. I'm like, I don't, I don't buy it. You know, like if this is true, why is this like this? Um, and mm-hmm. when I was like, I think 13, I kind of started to create and find my own spirituality. And I didn't necessarily know what I was doing until I was like older, like Mm -hmm. 17 was when I was like, when it was when I found Buddhism and, you know, and I like found all these things and I like took some like solace and those kind of stuff. And I remember like reading about like Krishna consciousness and I was like, yes, like I'm a Buddhist, like I believe in Krishna, like whatever. Like, I think that those are those are huge, like maybe not Krishna consciousness. That's a little intense, but like I think Buddhism specifically is a huge like gateway spirituality like mm-hmm. path, you know? Totally. Um, yeah, when I was like 13, I I think actually, you know, I think I was 14. I ate mushrooms for the first time. Probably too many mushrooms mm-hmm. than any child should ever eat. <laughs> and I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um they told us to eat an eighth of mushrooms when we were in high school. I don't know why they thought why that was a good idea. Why did everybody do that? Was, that? It was the same And that was me. like, what? Yeah. Like, no, I, I would not yeah. eat an eighth no. of mushrooms right like, now. Like, no fucking way. I would way. never do that. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> oh, God, no. So, That was like the standard so, yeah. dose of, like, you're talking to your I friends. I know. Yeah. 
Yes. And I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so dangerous, honestly. Um, but, um, <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Actually, I met Moss and I was, <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. like being in the woods and being like, holy shit, like Moss. Like, it's, it's you know, and like trees. Like, did you guys know there's trees out here? And did you know what they do? They're just, like, in the wind. And, like, I think – so I was, like – I mean, I was pretty into psychedelics after that. And I think that was, like, my first, like, awakening where I was, like, in touch with the earth or nature or some aspect of spirit at all. And Mm. I I dove – pretty heavy into that and like hugely I was like I think it started off more as like a distraction but I was like learning you know and I didn't have anybody that was like again like guiding me on any type of spirituality any type of like you know like I don't know free thinking or anything like that Mm. and so I spent a lot of my like high school years partying doing psychedelics running around with gangsters like just experiencing a lot and um yeah (laughs) um yeah and I think like but through all of that I found you know like I found myself and um my authenticity and there was a lot of like I don't know there was a lot of growth going on and as soon as I you know like when I was 17 I dropped out of high school and I like went off on my own. And I think once I separated even more also from like my family and from all of these things that were like really intense for me and like continued on my own path, I started to realize, you know, like, I don't know, like what was important to me, what spirituality meant to me. And I learned a lot at a really young age. And I think, I think that was like those years were my first big awakening. Um, mm-hmm. and nothing like some mushrooms and other psychedelics just to catapult you into yourself. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. is the exact same. Did that same, same quit going to high school, like 17, had to go back later and get like my GED and stuff. But, um, yeah, that's when I was like hanging out with other people that, thought differently than just right. Joe Schmo or whatever. How you were raised. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how we all kind of have this, like, not the same, obviously. They're all really unique, but similar experiences. Yeah. Right. That brought yeah, us to totally. where we are. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that was, like, the first big thing. And then once I moved out of Spokane, like I just realized too um, that I needed to get the fuck out of there. And I moved to Portland and I moved with a bunch of friends. And then I met this guy <laughs> um, and moved in with him and started like going to festivals and stuff and seeing this more like super like spiritual culture. And right. It's like mm-hmm. when I look at it now, there's a lot of like performative spirituality, right? And like there's a lot of like disassociation and like drug addiction and like so many things that like go along with that world that are um, dark for sure. But it was also like my first time seeing people practicing 
these mm-hmm. kinds of things or like being on the dance floor, being high as hell, probably too high. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm like sitting there and the music and like the connection of the people and like those mm-hmm. are like some of those first times that I was like feeling yeah, like mm-hmm. connection with others, feeling some sort of aspect of God, like feeling um yeah, like just seeing it for a first time, people living like that. Cause I did not see that again. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't, gr- I didn't grow up in a house that was like that. Those kids that I hung out with in high school, like they weren't practicing that kind of stuff. I got a, I got a Lotus tattoo on my arm when I was like 18. And I, at 18, I was literally like, I'm not going to be a drug addict anymore. Like I was definitely like ahead of my game in a lot of ways. And yeah, that's young to like already have gone through everything and being re- at 18 being like, I can't mm-hmm. do this anymore, you know? So yeah. So there's been so many like levels and aspects to my awakening that I feel like have continued to happen and in these so many different aspects of my life. Um, and I feel like it's still happening, right? But like all of these yeah. big chunks and chapters of my life have been like continued continued journeys and continued awakenings um yeah it's quite the process well and we don't have there's no healing without trauma right like you obviously I think most healers and people that practice that kind of stuff have had to go through fucked up shit to be able to heal themselves first and then heal others 100% right and I think that that's a lot of you and your cycles in your life just always continuing just from what I know of you like healing Mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah um did you get into herbalism first oh sorry go on no yeah so to like bring it all back right to like how I got to Mm -hmm. these places like from a young age I was like I have to stop trashing my body right which didn't stop for a while but I went through yeah like a lot of like abuse on my own body like with the drugs that I did, I also experienced like a really gnarly eating disorder for a long time, which started when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I think like in high school, and I think again, just this like aspect of like disassociating like anything to detach me from mm-hmm. like the reality of my home life hugely. And like I had a really mm-hmm. hard time in high school because I was so, I think I just didn't have a lot of support. And I didn't have a lot of ways to like express myself and I felt just like stuck. And so I coped and that continued into my twenties. Um, and then also around that time that I moved to Portland and I was like, I got to stop doing drugs. I also started talking to people about like health and I had this roommate and I remember he would like put dates in his smoothies. Like he showed me what a goji berry was. He showed me what chia seeds were and like nutritional Mm. yeast. Like I was raised on McDonald's. dude. Like I didn't know any of that. And it was like (laughs) so incredible to me. I remember he made this sauce out of figs for these like lettuce wraps. And I was like, this is amazing. And, and I kind of started to like, you know, like I started to cook more because I've always been into cooking since I was like little. And, but I would like zhuzh up top ramen, you know, but like he showed me this other way yeah. to like cook, cook with plants and like put in herbs and all of these things. And I was like so inspired by it. And it took me a while to embrace it um, because I spent, spent a lot of time in relationships in the cannabis industry. And I was always like interested in these kinds of things, but it took me until honestly a giant heartbreak to 
catapult me into like coming into my own because I was very like codependent in this really heart-wrenching relationship and I felt really really stuck and um I remember being there and some stuff had gone down we were in like this huge argument he had left and um I was like I have to do something I got to get out of here and I signed up for a yoga retreat in Guatemala by myself also very like out of character for me in a way I'd never been out of the country, um, let alone like Guatemala. Um, and I was also really like scared and had lost a lot of myself. And so I was like surprised that I even had like the freaking gusto to like go and do that. But I think I was so mad (laughs) that I was just like, I'll show you, you know? And, and I did. And I, I got on a plane and I went and I spent about a month in Guatemala doing this yoga retreat. How and old were you? it was 25, mm-hmm. uh, maybe 24. Yeah, 24 or 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and that it was like, there was bases in herbalism. There was also like, I had an Ayurvedic teacher there, and I was like so enamored. And I was like, like Ayurveda especially called to me like crazy. I remember reading this book. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's a red book. It's like Simple Guide to Ayurveda or something like that. And I read it in two days on the beach and I was like, this is it. Like, um, So I found an herb school right after that in Williams in Oregon where I'm from. And um, it also had bases in Ayurveda. And that's what got me to sign up for that herb school. And basically like since then, I've just been stacking school after school after school after school. Like anything I can do to learn – um, to learn and to grow. And it's been, school became like this huge solace for me, a distraction hugely from my emotions, but like it also saved Mm -hmm. me. Like I went through that gnarly breakup while I was going through herb school. And I just remember like, I, I was in this bus I moved out of his house. I was living in this bus in the middle of the winter, freezing, by the way. (laughs) This tiny little wood stove that went out like three times a night. And I was so – I used to call it the tunnel of sadness. I was so sad. (laughs) So broken. (laughs) I know. It's horrible. (laughs) But like, I mean, in a joking way, you know, like – but in a very real way at the same time. Um, (laughs) Yeah, totally. But like, I mean – As, like, hard as that was, I remember feeling, like, so proud of myself, and I I remember sitting in the bathtub one time eating pancakes in the bath, and I, you know, (laughs) I just remember, like, being, like, (laughs) I just remember being, like, I bought these pancakes, I bought this maple syrup, I pay for this bus, like, I'm going to herb school, and I was just, like, so proud, I'm, like, this is it. You know, this is what it's about. Like, I'm an independent woman. Um, But yeah, I mean, so I think like heartbreak can be one of the most magical things. Like it's it's really about perspective and it has been such a big catalyst for me. Um, I'm a relationship ass bitch. I'd be getting in those relationships. Uh, Long ones too. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. And every time I've learned so much and I've grown so much and like as heartbreaking as it can be and as hard as it can be, it's like can turn into this like beautiful alchemical process um, 
Mm-hmm. And I, I've taken a lot of solace in that, you know. Um, so yeah, so that's what got me into that. And I've just continued to follow the path. Like I, I love learning now, especially for somebody who dropped out of high school, who hated school. Like I started failing school in like seventh grade. I was starting to get F's. Like I hated it and I would skip all the time. And now I'm like, I can't, now that it's stuff that I am like super in love with and really attracted to and really interested in. Yeah. Like I'm like, I can't get enough of it. I'm like, bring on the biochemistry. Like Mm -hmm. I'm fully get it, but like I'm trying to learn (laughs) more about it. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love your story. It's so important. And I feel like so many people can relate to that on every single level. Even I just wrote down while you're talking. I'm like, I feel like I'm listening almost my own story back to myself. Like every part of it. Mm Yeah, it's very inspiring and very yeah. relatable. And like, I, as you're talking, I think of like a friend breakup and a relationship breakup and how mm-hmm. impactful those both were in my life and how I needed those things to happen because I wouldn't be right. who I am today and I wouldn't <clears throat> have done the things I needed to do to align myself with my soul's purpose, my soul's path, if I didn't go through those heartaches. Yep. And, I love how you just embraced it and you worked through it and you used it as this fuel, as this fire to literally help you do the thing that your soul was craving. And be a bad bitch. Yeah. Adrian, you don't know her, but she's a bad bitch. She is, yes, she gets in relationship, but she is independent and will get and go after whatever the fuck she wants whenever. And that that means working 10 jobs just to pay rent or doing whatever while in school. Like, she's going to get it done. What's your uh, – you said you were Pisces? Yeah. And do you know uh, your uh, moon and rising also? Yeah. I'm a Pisces sun, Taurus moon, Aries rising. Ooh. Um, and then I also have a lot that of Capricorn sense. in my chart also. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I feel pretty balanced. <laughs> I know. God, that also is something that took me a long time to embrace, though. Like, I remember when I got, like, my dojas read, too. They were like, oh, you're so pitta. And I'm like, what? Like, what fire? What do you mean? And then, like, something people are like, are you kidding me? Like, are you serious? And I just, like, I don't know. It's weird how we don't see those aspects of ourselves sometimes. So thank you, Taylor, for reminding mm-hmm. me that I'm a bad bitch. I know this, I but, like, you. it's fucking out here, dude. It's fucking – it's a challenge. So I was going to I was gonna say something about that, too, of just, like, kind of that, like, everyday – magic that like super common like witchery of just like like seeing something that you've gone through and then like turning that into something else and I think that's like a lot of people get Mm. stuck and they don't like notice the magic of every single day where it's like yeah something Mm -hmm. shitty happens but it's like thank god that it did because it pushed you Mm -hmm. into this like other path and like things move out of their way that are not meant for you and I think people get stuck on like Mm -hmm. mourning you know mourning lost lovers like mourning these like everyday situations when it's like in reality like it is all unfolding in the way that it's supposed to and the more that you believe that like I think the happier you are and um that's also something (laughs) no you guys (laughs) but yeah yeah, like (laughs) I mean that's something that also takes practice right like Mm -hmm. I think yeah it's taken a lot um a lot of things for me to like you know trust 
what I guess trust. Yeah. Trust is huge. I've literally been like, do I need to tattoo trust on the inside of my eyelids? Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Right. And like, and those are the words and those are the actions. Um, and yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's really it's important. hard as fuck to wear. It is hard to do for sure. But then when you do it, it's this big like release, right? Takes off some of the weight. Yeah. You just laid down some like bad bitch goddess energy here for us, <laughs> the listeners, the collective. That that was like channeled from your inside. I could feel all of that magic just flowing out of you. You're just like, Aww. wait, what did I just say? <laughs> did I just say no? That? Seriously, I actually have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we call that channeling here. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, go first. I so you've talked a lot about Ayurveda mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Pitta and the Kapha, and um, I know like the most minimalist, like could barely say the words, and I'm sure a lot of our <laughs> listeners have probably no have no idea of uh-huh. what you're talking about. Is there like a bite size? Mm-hmm version for people to kind of understand what Ayurveda Mm -hmm. is. Totally. Yeah. I'll try and wrap it up in a little burrito for you. Um, But so (laughs) I I mean, um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Um, maybe a dolma or something. I don't know. Okay. So basically (laughs) um, that's still the wrong culture. That's okay. Um, But so um, Chinese Chinese medicine and Ayurveda are similar in the way that they like use the elements to describe um, different things that are happening in the body, different things that are happening in the outside. Um, so when you when you look at things through an elemental lens, I feel like they make so much sense. Um, when I started to like relate Ayurveda to my own body and to different actions of people, um, different things that are happening in the outside world. I started to really see like the connection and like the magic of balance. Um, so basically, you know, one thing remedies another. So like hot is going to remedy cold, cold remedies hot, um, wet remedies dry. So you look at these different aspects of things that are going on, let's say in your physical body, um, right? Pitta is fire and everybody is made up of every single element, right? We all have water fire, earth, wind, and these manifest and show themselves in different ways. Um, So like physically, somebody who's super fiery, somebody who's super pitta, um, they will tend to maybe be – they have more like skin things sometimes, right? They'll be like more prone to rashes or like acne because it's fire rising. It's the way that they're processing toxins. Toxins are a fiery element. Um, so those things come out and also people that are Pitta are tend to be, um, more of like medium build. They're like naturally more muscular. They're super like driven and energetic. And then kind of the like opposite, um, more harsh side of that is right. Is that they can be like quick to anger or, um, right. Like those, like the rashes and things like that. Like they have a harder time processing stuff like that. Pitta's they say can also tend to be more stinky. They tend to have more body odor because of the way that they're processing Me. that fire. Are you pitta? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, right. Okay. And so then, so, um, so the same thing, like Avata, right? They're like, um, they're wind. And so they tend to be, um, you know, more airy or flighty, uh, like the, that circulation thing. Um, they tend to be more dry or maybe tend towards constipation or, um, you know, like aspects like that. And then on like the positive side of that, right, they're super in touch. They're like super dreamy, really intuitive. So Kapha, right, the third, the third doja um, is earth. So they're super like naturally um, grounded, really like motherly type energy, um, really like stable. And so like, you know, the opposite side of that would potentially be like more like sluggish, um, you know, like slower moving, um, like tend towards, you know, like more like weight gain and stagnation, but are also like the juiciest, most beautiful, comforting, like big lips, soft, full skin. They're like, they're full, right? Um, so everything has, I don't want to say like positive and negative, but they have like things that uplift them and things that bring them down just naturally. And so, and right. So like you're constantly trying to balance like everything, right? So you're cold, put on some warm socks, you, or drink some ginger tea. Like you have heat showing up in your liver, like you're having a hard time processing toxins, you're like angry, then you put like a little bit of lavender oil directly onto your liver and do like big like breaths and like cooling, hydrating practices. Um, It's windy outside, you know, like you, you wrap yourself up and you put chapstick on, like you're like constantly in this like balancing act. And it makes so much sense. So yeah, let's just say you also like tend towards, you're very vata and you like tends towards dehydration. The biggest thing that is going to remedy you is like soft cooked foods, soups, stews, Mm -hmm. teas. And like what's going to aggravate you is like the things that you are most called to. They call it a perverted craving. And that would be like, salty, crunchy snacks, dehydrated everything. Like I'm so Vata and I'm like, give me salads in the winter and trail mix. Like I'm, yeah, my lips are dry. I would like some chips, you know? And like, that's like (laughs) naturally what like our bodies want to do. And so you have to like almost be more intuitive than your cravings. And let's just say you can have those crackers, but like put some olive oil on them or dip them in hummus, you know? You can have that smoothie, but put some cardamom or cinnamon or ginger in it, something that's going to heat it up and warm Mm. it up. Put like fuzzy socks on while you're drinking it. One of my favorite things to do is drink a smoothie in the bath. I'm like, yes. It is so good for my vata, that my happens. vata cold, my I've pitta never hot. I've done that. I totally <laughs> want to do so, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I mean, once you understand it, like I – just think it's it's so amazing. It's literally so incredible to me. And it just makes so much sense. Is there an easy way for people to find out what they are so that they can like on their own start to get balance in their life? Totally. There's like so many tests online. Is there a water um, one or is it just fire, air, and earth? Um, uh, I think Pitta is actually technically fire and water. Um, and then okay. kapha is earth and water. 
Um, so like mm. kapha is the same thing where there's like stagnation. So like kaphas also mm. tend to be um, like more like mucusy and have it show up like that. Where like pittas with the water too. Um, there's like one of the qualities is pitta liquid, and it's like they're like you know they're like sweatier and like more cystic acne e type vibes. Um, mm. And so, yeah, the water shows up in both of those ways and in different um, ways. It's interesting, too. I was going to say, too, with pittas, you'll find a lot um, that they're so fiery. Uh, and one of their, like, perverted things is alcohol and uh, spicy foods. Damn pittas, it. Pittas love hot sauce. And a lot of them, a lot of I them can tend to drink. have a whole hot sauce drawer. <laughs> yeah, it's like fire on fire on fire, which is like such a beautiful, mm-hmm. amazing thing. But like it has to be balanced, you know? And so like, yeah, if you are, if you do I tend like to be why. super pitta. <laughs> yeah, sure. And it's like, and then you need to drink aloe water with cucumber in it after that mm-hmm. to like balance because that's the thing is like we just stack 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 yes. stack and then we become super unbalanced and like the thing about those qualities that I was telling you too like we're like innately born as something which is like you know genetic it has to do with our birth story whatever and then like through our lives we become our own like person and then you like develop different qualities of your dojas from that um and then when things get super out of balance you kind of like fall down the line like most people are not born uh pitta penetrating which is like kind of one of the most aggravated states of pitta people like become pitta mm-hmm. penetrating nobody like comes out the womb a murderer or like a rapist or something, <laughs> you know it just like yeah. it it happens and um there's all these like ways that you can see it too and like the way that people look they say like people that are pitta penetrating are usually those people that like tend to have those scary tendencies like i said or have and you'll like see them they like look right through you you know you like see somebody Mm -hmm. you're like like that shit's scary Mm -hmm. there something in them is like so out of balance and those things could you know potentially be remedied if they were like yeah. given the proper tools. Um, but yeah. Okay. So let's see this, the book that I read that initially inspired me was mm-hmm. it's called Ayurveda, the science of self healing by Dr. Vasant Laud. <clears throat> and he is like a really well-known Ayurvedic doctor. Um, he's written so many things that are like so incredible. Um, but this book specifically, it breaks the, it breaks the dojas down and, um, I don't know if there's a test in that book necessarily, but it's pretty easy to kind of see the qualities. And then, yeah, there's like all sorts of tests online that'll give you like, you know, pretty close um, understanding. Just Google it or something. main qualities. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, There's just every person we talk to and you learn more like about your sign or your doja or whatever. It's like it gives me – all so much more space to give myself grace with things where it's like just to be kinder I think and like and that comes with having more understanding of just like who you are as a person and I don't know I I really love the way you brought like broke that down for me I'm like okay I'm hella pitta like I have skin stuff I'm smelly. I like booze. Like, (laughs) I have all these things. And it's like, I'm like more muscular and like bigger framed person. 
and it's um I don't know, validating, I guess, you know, like, oh, yeah. all those little things go in this little box and it's like, that's okay. And there you can find your balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Right. Well, and like, because of that also, mm-hmm. you what are just yours? like an incredibly driven person, you know, like your pitta qualities come out so in like good. so many other ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mine are, I'm a Vata cold pitta hot. Um, and mm-hmm. so I, I don't really know how to figure out those specific qualities unless you were like with somebody that read your polls or like knew about those. Um, mm-hmm. But Taylor, I can show you in my um, in my notebook from school. Okay. It breaks down all the qualities. Um, <laughs> so I can help you figure that out <laughs> for sure. Um, Love it. But yeah, so like mine manifests, it's interesting, right? Because like I'm those two main things and I totally see it show up in my body in different ways. Deanna told me that it's my liver that's hot because I'm cold. Like right now my fingers are freezing. My circulation is slow. And um, so like circulation wise, I'm super cold. Um, They also say that Vata colds are the most like intuitive kind of clairvoyant. I'm like, of course. I'm Freezing, ghosts, well, we freezing, that, they're all you? up in my vibe. It's cold, right? <laughs> like, it's freaking She's like, cold. actually, the ghosts live inside my body. <laughs> yeah, potentially, yeah. Like, who knows how many damn lifetimes I've been here. Um, I don't really know. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, and then the liver, I have a hot liver. Like, I have ac- – I've battled acne for, like, so much of my life. Like, I – you know, I, like, dealt with so much anger when I was, like, a kid before I knew how to process mm-hmm. what was happening. And um, and they say that, too, that, like, anger is also stored in the liver. Your liver yeah. is of oh. fire. Um, I used to just joke and be like, oh, huh, huh. I'm going to just push it all down in my liver. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a really great, yeah, real joke. Like, not a good idea. Don't do that. Process your emotions yeah, or they'll joke. come out as cystic acne. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I am – but I am kind of always in this, like, hot and cold energetic balance where my energy feels hot, my physical body feels cold. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Balance. Um, what is – Okay, I think that you explained all of that so lovely. Yes. I loved all of it. I just like listening to you talk. I know. Um, <laughs> can you walk us through what herbalism is and what and kind journey. of attracted you to that? Totally. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think being a chef too, like I love being – a kitchen witch and working with herbalism Mm -hmm. and cooking. It's one of like my favorite things to fuse. But I mean, herbalism is the study of plant medicine. It's been around for so freaking long. Um, There was even like a time where they call it like the herbal dark ages where they buried all the texts and they burned all sorts of stuff and they tried to like, they tried to kill it. Um, I think that was like with the rise of pharmaceuticals. It was even like in the seventies, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure. Um, it really wasn't that long ago. So this whole like, this whole like herbalism revival is like, honestly, somewhat new. Um, and I'm so grateful for the plants, um, and to understand plant medicine and to be able to incorporate it into my life. It's been such a like savior to me in so many ways. Um, and I think, I think herbalism is so important. Like whether you're going to be like a practicing herbalist Mm -hmm. or not, 
Um, I think going to herb school is like one of the best things that you could literally do for yourself because knowing how mm-hmm. to like, number one, learn like the native plants that are around you that are medicinal that literally grow in your yard and like that people weed whack mm-hmm. all day long, that people have no idea that they're just <laughs> stomping on like pure medicine. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's, I think that is so I'm important sure and so I empowering. Have huge, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm pretty sure I had these like huge milk thistle like plants in my backyard mm-hmm. that Lord, because do they grow to be like three or four feet tall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was Googling it and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have yeah. this so much milk thistle in my backyard. My first rental here yeah. in Medford, we had a shit ton of mallow that just took over the whole yard. And I was like, ooh, mm. I got to figure out how to use that. This is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And like, aren't those things like such a gift? I also think too, you know, when things like that show up in your life, like, oh, you had milk thistle in your yard, Taylor. And like, you're talking about your liver, you know, like those plants show up for you. Milk thistle is one of the best liver supporters in like the world. And marshmallow too is like super good selogenous and juicy and like so good for digestion marshmallow root is one of my favorite plants obsessed with it like Mm -hmm. such a savior for me um so yeah so things like that show up for people you'll see people um, i see like yards (laughs) yeah i mean they they choose you like they really do they show up if you know how to pay attention and i think that's also one of the most magical things is like learning how to pay attention um but yeah like i'll see people's yards that are like full of cow poppy and i'm like like they need protection and they need like calming. I'm sure those people like are potentially super anxious and like feel unsafe, you know? Um, so I have all the chills. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So like, again, like, Imagine that person who, like, sees all that cow poppy. Like, if they knew what it was, like, trying to tell them. If they knew, like, what that plant did. And I think that's, like, it's such a – it's such a huge, like, bridge between human and plant world to, like, understand. And I think a lot of people are missing that, like, key component. And that's why I think it's, like – I'm just, like, I encourage everybody. Like, again, like, whether you're going to be an herbalist or not, most people don't really pay herbalists also. Like – Herbalism is just like another stack of my certificates. Um, like hence why I went to school for nutrition is because I was like, people are so much more apt to find a nutritionist. And then I weave in Ayurveda and then I weave in plants and then I like <laughs> get them in that way, you know? Um, but yeah, most people tricking don't people into like, self-care. I'm like, oh yeah, yes, I'll do a meal plan for you. <laughs> Surprise, it's ashwagandha. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm pretty she was meal prepping for me for a while and she's like, okay, there's like all these adaptogens in your ranch dressing and there's ashwagandha <laughs> in your other dressing and like here's this and I am obsessed. I think that that is like one of my favorite things Sneaking about the in. way that you're able to cook mm-hmm. is by like every time I go get a smoothie, I'm like, why don't they have that option? Why don't they have the option because- to add on like a couple dollars of fucking ashwagandha or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Like I would yeah. pay a $14 for that smoothie. Okay. I love to hear that. You know, I love to hear that. Yeah. I got <laughs> dreams, girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, how much would you pay for that smoothie? A <laughs> hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> perfect. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. So like herbalism um, and knowing 
like, I think hugely, right? Like being able to like understand what's going on with you is really important. Um, And then being able to like also understand plants in a way that you can like find something that is going to balance you, that is going to support you in all of these ways. It's been like, like I said, like such a big part of my life and my healing journey. Um, It's so important to me now, like making a cup of tea and not just like, not like a bag of tea, you know, not like there's anything wrong with that because if that is like, if that's what you have, like, yes, I'm like, get the plants in, in any way you can literally mm-hmm. with like kitchen herbs, right? I'm like, put the parsley in it, the rosemary, like all of these culinary herbs and spices are so medicinal and, um, People don't even like think about it. Like cayenne is one of the biggest like blood movers. Like it's so good for me, Vata specifically. Like it's like cayenne and like, I mean, turmeric, right? Like we put like in curry powder is like so important. It's so anti-inflammatory. It has all of these antioxidants in it. Like it's like this incredible medicinal source that is like highly, highly underrated. And so, yeah, there's the milk thistles and there's the marshmallow root and that's like a whole nother level. But like, yeah, literally like regular ass kitchen herbs. Rosemary is one of the best things for your memory. It's like so good for you. Also, again, super antimicrobial and like antibacterial. Like you're sick, put some rosemary in your chicken broth and like you've just like boosted your food. Um, and I mean, even like peppermint, right? You're saying white people season your food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. Yeah. And like, and fresh too. I mean, dried works, right? But like chopping up some fresh herbs and putting it in your spaghetti sauce, like you are literally, you are like working with plant medicine right there. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I just like, I just encourage people to to um learn and to like look things up look up plants that you're like curious about and um even like those common kitchen herbs that I'm talking about like look it up like look up the health benefits of oregano look up the health benefits of turmeric like there are or like cardamom or cinnamon you know like there's so many like amazing beneficial factors to all of these plants. Um, And I just encourage people to like, to work with it, work with plants, like Mm -hmm. make yourself a cup of tea, make making food and making yourself tea, make it like a ritual and like understand Mm -hmm. what these things can do for you. And like, and yeah, incorporate it, you know? Um, I think ritual also is one of like the most important things. Like take a second when you make a cup of tea and like smell it, smell the aromatics, like taste it and like feel, you know, what it does for you and allow yourself to like sit and actually feel what something is doing to you too. Because I think people are like so distracted and we're in like these big hustle and bustles Mm -hmm. and we're slamming tea and we're slamming coffee and like, you know, we're like so disconnected and like really like the reconnection is where I find like the most magic and all of those things. Lastly, I kind of just wanted to touch on nutrition because I know that's something you just graduated um, doing and something that obviously is super important to you that you're integrating everything else into. I don't necessarily know what questions I have, but maybe like your key takeaways from it and like what you think are some really important things that everybody needs to know. 
Okay. And if we cool. could break down some like bullshit diet fad stuff that is dumb mm-hmm. and sucks. Right. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my journey with food is long. It's been, um, it's been quite like tumultuous in its own ways. Like I had said earlier, like I struggled with disordered eating, um, for a long time. And it's something too that I feel like, unless, you know, you've really like struggled with it, it's kind of can be hard to understand. Um, but it is like kind of like a constant – it's like something that like consistently mm-hmm. comes up with people I feel like who have struggled. And this goes on like all ends of the spectrum, right? Like I'm talking about, um, you know, like um, uh, like binging or restricting. Um, there's these mm-hmm. – there's it's a spectrum, right? And it's it's – it can be so challenging and it's such a personal thing too. Food is so – dang sensitive. People are really protective of their own perspectives on food. Um, There's a lot of shame around food for a lot of people. Um, It's touchy. And I have, you know, like I've been wanting, I've wanted to be a chef since I was so young. Like I used to skip school to literally stay home and watch the Food Network. Like I've been obsessed (laughs) for so long. I would literally sit my brother down at the kitchen counter and I would make him like a grilled cheese sandwich and I would make him listen to me while I did a food, like while I did a Food Network (laughs) show. And I would like, and I like, so it's interesting for me too, you know, like from such a young age, I was like so into it. But I was raised on very, like, unhealthy food. And I also wasn't raised around, you know, like, good morals or perspective um, or boundaries, I guess, around food also. Um, I was kind of shown unhealthy patterning. Um, And, like, you know, bless my parents' heart, doing the best that they possibly could with what they had. Um, And I understand that. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it was still a – big challenge for me. I mean, to the point that like, you know, I restricted for a really long time and um, coming into like food and wanting to be a chef and wanting to like heal those parts of myself because I knew it was something that I was into, but it's interesting. Like I was so in love with it and so afraid of it at the same time. Um, And so it's been this like big learning for me. Um, And I've always been really inspired to work with people that have struggled in the same way that I have. Um, Disordered eating was a huge focus for me during nutrition school. um, And the digestive system is also really huge. Um, And I've like felt really inspired to work with youth, um, specifically like high school students with addiction recovery and eating disorder recovery. That is like such a big dream of mine is to um, work with troubled youth, really. And if I was, like, fully living as a nutritionist right now, you know, like I'm working at the restaurant and I'm learning other things right now. But if I was working as a nutritionist, that is, like, something that I'm super inspired um, to do. And so, yeah, I think just, like, wanting to bridge that gap for myself, you know. And, like, I'm very self like I'm very growth minded. I 
I like I've learned and I've known from like a young age, you know, that like I don't want to like live like this. I don't want to like trash my body. I want to feel healthy. I want to feel vibrant. Um, and you know, it's not like that hasn't been a challenge for me. Um, but I feel really good right now. I feel really balanced in my life and I feel like I've incorporated so much of that. And I like thank school for that so much for keeping me on track and yeah, like debunking so many things for me too. Cause I also spent so many years as, as a vegan and mm-hmm. for me, um, my veganism was hugely correlated with my eating disorder and I don't think that's the same for everybody, but for me, when I started eating meat again, I was just like, I can't with the restriction anymore. Like it was like, it was driving me crazy because I wanted to be healthy, but I was so scared of like so many foods. And so I really like challenged myself a couple years ago and I was like, I just want to eat whatever I want to eat. Like, give me the gluten, give me the butter. Like, cause I also realized too, that so much of my like worry about food was actually what was shutting down my digestion, my assimilation. Because if you eat something and you tell your body, you're like, why, why did you do that? What did you just do? Oh my gosh, it's going to make you sick. It's going to da 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 Like your body is intelligent. It hears what you're saying to it. You like energetically are telling your body to be afraid of something that you just did. And it is not mm-hmm. doing you any good. It's definitely like, it's detrimental. And I think for me too, I had such a, like, I had such a hard time, like, yeah, actually digesting and actually assimilating these nutrients that I was taking in. So I was trying so hard to be like so healthy. You know, I only eat vegetables. I only eat this. This is not good for you. And I was actually like doing myself more harm. Um, And so I think that is like one of the main things that I pulled from school, like not that you can't be vegan, like you can definitely be vegan. Is it like harder to get everything that you need? Definitely. Like it takes intelligence and it takes like a lot of work and it takes you paying a lot of attention to the vitamins and the minerals that you're taking in to make sure that you actually are getting everything that your body needs. Um, So I think that was something that was huge is people were not, they weren't turning you away from being vegan, but they were like, encouraging you to really pay attention to the amount of minerals and the amount of vitamins that you are actually taking in the amount of protein and like what sources they are from. And, um, I think the best way to approach nutrition in my opinion is from a whole food perspective, like as little processed, as organic, as local, as like yeah, like whole food, nutritionally sound as possible. Because the more that you're fucking with something, the more that you are like, like even like, even like flowers, right? Like even like almond flour, it's like, it has its molecular, like solid form in and of itself. And then you take that and then you grind it up and you mess with it and you like mess with the molecules of what is like already contained within this almond. And then it changes it. So like people that are like, you know, you're surviving so much on like crackers or, you know, like gluten-free flour blends or like all of these things that are like, that have been changed and therefore are like harder to, for your body to process. Um, I think like, yeah, getting, I think there's also so much like hang up on and like focus on taking supplements 
too. And like all of these supplements are also the same thing where you've taken a whole food and you've ground it up and like squished it into this little thing. And so much, so many of those vitamins are actually so hard for your body to process and to digest and to assimilate where it's like, if you actually just ate like a cup of blueberries and like a half a sweet potato or something, you're getting like so many like natural minerals and, um, like, yeah, natural minerals and vitamins and all of these things that are completely bioavailable and ready for your body to absorb. And I think that, again, there's just like a huge disconnection from those kinds of things. I think I'm kind of obviously just like terrified of meat. I haven't eaten meat most of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. So like what, where... Where do you get your meat locally? Like, how do you know that it's going to be good quality and something that you mm-hmm. don't even have the guilt about? Um, mm-hmm. Just all of it. Yeah, totally. I mean, that has also been like quite the process where, like, like I pulled it back, right? I've like I've gone deep and then I pulled it back, and a lot of that was like playing with like the emotions around it. Um, where like you know I was like, okay, I'm gonna eat meat, and I like was very specific on like you know organic and grass fed and finished and all of these things. Also, it took me a while to eat red meat. Like this has been like quite the process for me. Um, but then I also messed with like, what if I just eat something from a restaurant, like? It's not organic chicken, mm-hmm. let's just say. And like it's not necessarily like the most high quality best thing for you. Like it, I'm sure it ate grains that are sprayed with glyphosate. But there was this like magic for me and just like I'm like I'm going to eat the chicken. And I'm like I'm not going to feel bad about it. And like for me, that was such a big process in my growth. Um and then I would like see myself kind of going farther off the deep end. I'd be like, okay, that's a little too much restaurant meat, you know? And then I'd like pull it back in. Um, and I do think it's really important um, to be like proactive about the kinds of meat that you are supporting and like the kinds of farms that you are supporting. And I think there's some wiggle room and forgiveness because nobody is perfect. And anything that is like going to sustain you is also important and has its place. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important not to beat yourself up too much. And also when you are buying meat like from a store, this is also something that comes with like privilege, right? So it's like not everybody can afford that. Not everybody can afford Uh grass-fed, grass-finished, organic beef all the time. Some of them have six kids to feed. And like who am Uh I to say, right, that that is like that that is not right or like you're doing this. Like it – because we all do – the best that we possibly can. And like there are a lot of places, farms, companies that you we are able to support now and it's becoming like even more popular to have farms that are like pasture raised, you know? Like it's talked about a lot more and I think that that is like such a cool opportunity and it is important um if you can to afford that kind of stuff, to support that kind of stuff, because then it shows, right, that we support that kind of stuff. We want it. Mm-hmm. We yeah. those farms then are like able to make the money to continue to like provide these quality meats or you know vegetables or whatever it is. Um, so voting with your dollar is definitely really important. And again, like you do the best that you possibly can, and you forgive yourself. I think the energetics around it, like I said, are super super important. 
Um, yeah, but- something that I've been practicing. I also have had like an eating disorder probably since I was 10 years old. And it's something that Mm -hmm. I struggle with. And then people think probably because I am a thick girl that like, oh, I just eat whatever I want. But I don't. I think that my, I think restricting for so long took like a really hard toll on my body because I didn't eat for, I didn't eat for like 10 to 15 years of my life. Like I just wouldn't eat. And I was like, if I went Mm -hmm. to bed hungry, I was like really proud of myself. And so, um, in the last maybe three to six months, I've been like, okay, look at the bowl of food you're eating. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I got my protein, I got my fiber, and I got my, yeah. like, green your vegetables or whatever. And then I'm like, thank you so much for this nourishment. Instead mm-hmm. of being like, I'm going to eat this fucking sourdough bread that I got from the farmer's market. Like, who fucking cares? Just have a yeah. piece of toast. You're not going to die yeah. and your pants will still fit. <laughs> Like, right. and you don't have to kill yourself at the gym either. Like, and so yeah. I think just being kind to yourself and like, yes, taking care of yourself and eating those good foods. Um, but also, yeah, just being kind and not like the shame, the so much shame yeah. around it. It's yeah. just like, I don't have the fucking energy for it anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, the vagus nerve is your gut brain connection, right? It is so freaking real. Mm. They literally are one in the same. And you, I mean, it's interesting, right? Like you like think of something that's like horrible and like you feel nauseous, you know, or um, like yeah. there's like such a strong connection in our bodies. And again, right, this reconnection, this disconnection that so many people are living in is like really what is like plaguing so much of our society is that we're just so damn disconnected to so many aspects. Yeah. Um. So yeah, gratitude practices. I love that it really like deep breathing co- yeah, comes back to having mm-hmm. those rituals, the gratitude yeah. and being present yeah. and and having a healthier thought process in how you move through life and especially around food, how yeah. you eat your food. Right. And that's love. the that's that everyday mm-hmm. magic, you know? That's that like super yes. common witchery. Like this is like this transmutation that we are like constantly living in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, what a fucking way to live your life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Such a beautiful conversation. Yeah. I'm so happy. Do you have any offerings that people could work with you either locally or online? Um, any <clears throat> magic that you're creating for people? Totally. Um, so currently right now, um, I'm in a transitional position with my business where I don't have like a website or anything right now, but I do have an Instagram that if anybody wanted to work with me, um, as far as like locally, I do food prep for people. I do private chef stuff. Um, I do custom desserts and cakes for like weddings or events. Um, I love to make like super medicinal uh, like med- medicinally infused cakes and treats and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also am open to seeing herbal and nutrition clients as well. Uh, but currently right now, the only way to reach me is through my Instagram, which will probably be tagged somewhere. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. We'll for but, sure tag it in our in our in uh, the show notes as well as on our Instagram too. Yeah. And after we do the card cool. poll, we'll ask you to plug your stuff. 
Um, so there's two questions that we like to ask every guest before we do the card poll. And the first question is, um, what is your self-care ritual that you can't live without? Something that you make sure to do daily or weekly? Um, the self-care ritual that I cannot live without is definitely hot baths. So important Mm -hmm. to me. And also I am obsessed and in love with, um, my gua sha which is a tool that I use for moving lymphatic juices. Um, It's become really popularized to do it on your face, which is incredible for collagen and um, hydration and all sorts of things. But I love to do that thing all over my body. Another um, awesome thing that I learned from the Diana Center is gua sha, your literal entire body, especially places that your lymph doesn't move yourself on the neck, in the armpits, um, around the breast. Breast health is something that is like super important to me too. That is a really strong ritual in my life. Um, Yeah. Do you use like a bigger gua sha or the same one? Um, I have like a wood one that is probably about five or six inches across. Kind of looks like a boomerang. Okay. Um, cool. But yeah, I, I use that, that baby thing. all over the place. Yeah. What's the trick? We didn't uh, get into breast massage. Like, should you be moving it like towards your heart? Or I've seen a couple mm-hmm. different things about it. Like, how are you doing? Right. Yeah. Well, you do want to like move things towards your heart, but also like using the gua sha just to like break something up. Like you like kind of rigidly go mm. up and down to break something up and then you like smooth and move towards the heart. Same like I just kind of like almost like agitate, I guess, like in an area, mm-hmm. rough it up, mm-hmm. move it, get it all broken up and then kind of like pull and push. And do you do that daily? Um, if I was a superhero, yes, I would, but I'm very <laughs> much like, human yeah. and I fall off always, you know, like I am, I am, I have a lot going on in my life and sometimes I forget, but mm-hmm. the more, but I do leave it on my, um, bathroom counter, t- t- like usually or next to my bed and I find mm-hmm. when I see it more, then I'll use it more. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our other question is, what would you love to tell your younger self today? Mm-hmm. I didn't prepare myself for this question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I would tell my younger self a couple things. The first thing um, – is probably that like it'll get better. I think that mm. there was so much stuff in my life that felt so intense and like I don't know, world shaking in so many ways. Um mm-hmm. and I think I felt stuck for so many times in my life, um especially when I was younger. Like it was hard for me to see a way out of a lot of it. Um and then also I think that you – that I would tell myself that I am wildly capable. Um, and I think it's hard. I think yeah, we're going to be are. so hard on ourselves. Um, 
and so like doubtful. And that's something that I always tell myself even today, like my younger self as in yesterday, you know, is that like you are wildly mm. capable of and absolutely anything and everything that you want to put your mind to. Um, I think that's important to remember. I love that. Yes, so bitch. Important. <laughs> um, you're amazing. This has been amazing. Um, we're going to use the Pure Magic Oracle deck today by Andres Ingracias. Ingracia? Oh, I like this deck a lot. Me too. I've okay. never heard of this one. I'll shuffle first. You want to see it? I got yeah. it in St. Louis. I really Ooh. like it. We're kind of on a delay. I don't know if you noticed. It's not happening on my end. Oh, yeah. No, I know oh, what you're talking about. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I feel like I cut you off and then, like, you didn't hear it for a minute, multiple times. Oh, but yeah. people will know that and that'll be fine. Okay. okay. So I'm just going to fan these out across my heart and we'll take a deep breath. And out. I'll do boom. It's mm. weird because this was the only one I saw a minute ago, too. Mm. It says ancestors, family, survival, death, and worship. And it's the first card of the whole deck. Oh, interesting. Number one. Number one. Family and survival. Yeah, I'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, ancestors. How far down the line do you know about your ancestors and the lives they led? What pieces of the puzzle are in store for you to discover when you reclaim the history of your surviving line? We sit in classrooms as children and learn about the history of the world and its discoverers, explorers, scientists, and leaders who changed the paths of the human collective, but we also hold those varied types of beings in the thick of our bodies. We carry the magic of the leaders from our own families waiting to be unlocked. Of all spirits throughout the world, the most accessible, responsive spirits of all may be your personal ancestral spirits. It is assumed in many cultures that following death, some part of the individual stays behind to provide protection to descendants. Aww. The remaining family, in return, is expected to remember them, honor their memory, and be a source of pride and perhaps offer gestures of respect on occasion. Your genetic code, your DNA, goes back to the drawing of human time. If you're not comfortable with your immediate ancestors, go back further. Visualize them hovering over you and wait to be honored and put to work. That was so nice, especially after you talked about your grandpa. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a spell that goes with it, and it says to communicate, pay homage, or ask for direction, erect a family altar. This is crazy because I asked my mom for pictures of my grandma mm-hmm. and, like, some of my ancestors, and she just sent them to me today. <gasps> yes. So that is so right. interesting. I love like the um, tradition of Dios Muertos like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, all that is required is a glass of pure spring water and a white candle. Burn the candle for seven days, extinguishing the flame when it's not supervised. The spirits care about your safety. <laughs> it's not necessary to change the water or add to it if it evaporates. 
If it pleases you, make a more elaborate altar, set out photographs of relatives if you have them, or display something that symbolizes those relationships to you. If you think they'd prefer a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or something stronger, place that out as well. Serve the ancestors food they would like, food representative of your ancestry and their time. If it isn't possible, then offer them something special to you. What would you give them if they could visit you and tell you their or your history, offering you advice born of observation and wisdom? I love that. I love that, too. (laughs) I have uh, pictures of my my grandpa Mm -hmm. who passed a couple years ago and then his parents... Um, I also have pictures of them on my altar at home, mm-hmm. but I, I always like want to put out food for them, but we have lots of animals and I'm always afraid they're going to eat it, but I do like <sighs> make my favorite recipes that my grandpa taught me how to make and I'll just like eat and enjoy and think about him while I eat it. So yeah, beautiful. that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. I've also been gathering <sighs> more photos myself. Um, and I'm trying to do more of that also. I also have like a couple pictures of like my mom when she was younger and things like that and trying to put more energy into like the younger selves of some of my relatives I love that. yeah the picture my mom sent me and my grandma I'm like holy shit she's stunning oh I had mm-hmm. no idea she was like such a babe wow <laughs> Betty oh you can't see it yeah. Oh well. <laughs> um. So <laughs> yeah, text it to I me. Don't know. I'm really happy with today. <laughs> Where can we find you? What you said we could people could get your services through social media. Um. How can they find you? Um. On Instagram, I am at Adrian underscore dot Marie. Um. That's my business page, and you. There's some of like my recent works on there um and yeah my dms are always open i love to chat even if it's like somebody's that's not even trying to like directly work with me um i i like to answer questions um and yeah i like Mm -hmm. to make new connections so i'm always open to that and if you're local you're at hither in ashland yeah yep come try the little bun boys there i've resurrected the cinnamon roll <laughs> out there and people are really stoked on it. Oh, uh, i can't yeah. wait to go there i'm very <laughs> excited for that we should have a little uh we'll come to brunch witchy brunch date <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right, all right. Guys, well thank, thank you so much this much. was so special mm-hmm. We love yeah, you. thank you. You're amazing. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us at Waking Up the Witch on all the socials. Don't forget to email us all your questions, concerns, stories, ghost stories, advice. We don't want advice. We want to give you advice <laughs> at wakingupthewitch at gmail.com. Go outside, drink some water, try to meditate, move your body, celebrate yourself, be kind, pay it forward. Hug somebody. Love yourself. Hug a tree. Bye. Love you. Love you.